1: Streaming on Paramount+. You're ready, Bob. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gabin, and this is your moving day recap for this week's century. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg.
0: Hello, Rick. Uh, good to be here with you again, especially for moving day, which was interesting today. A little bit of different golf course that players were facing out there today, which, um, which, which I think had a pretty big effect on things.
1: Yeah, three shots more difficult still played two and a half shots under par with three shots more difficult on Saturday than this golf course was on Friday. Thanks to finally some wind around the plantation course. And it kind of shook up this leaderboard, Greg. I mean, there are a, a lot of guys in the mix. It, it is, it was not a runaway Saturday by Scotty Scheffler, our 36 hole leader. There's, there's kind of a lot to break down here.
0: It, yes. Uh, it, it, changed dramatically, which, Look, this is the thing about wind on this golf course. The golf course is built for it. So you can still go out and shoot some really low scores. That's why you see at the top of the leaderboard rounds of 64 to 67 all over the place. You see a lot of 66s and 65s. These are really good scores. The golf course allows for it. But if you're a little bit off your game, um, those birdies become a lot less Automatic. Some of the shots become a lot more difficult, uh, and and it allows for a little more separation on the leaderboard, which we saw today.
1: Uh, well, let's talk about the round of the day. Actually, before we talk about the round of the day, let's talk about the the one ask that I have of you: go and vote the first cut for best golf podcast of the year. The link is in the description. It takes like. 30 seconds. They ask you for your name. They ask you how many podcasts you listen to, and they ask you who you're voting for. It is very, very simple. It'll take you 30 seconds. It goes a long way for us. Um, the rounds of the day. Harris English's 64, powered by six birdies, two eagles, and... This is what we've seen Harris do at this event before he's won this event, Greg, but he has dealt with a myriad of injuries the last couple of years that have kept him from playing his best golf.
0: Yes. Um, Interesting. Was it his most recent win or did he win the travelers after that boy, the, the eight hole playoff one. Yeah. I am not sure if that was after, I I think think it it was after
1: after because he got into the tournament of champions in 2021, because of the COVID year, right? Right. So and won it. So then he right wins the tournament of champions. Now, his Travelers was not in 2020 because that was the the crazy one that was like a major championship field, and it certainly right. in 2019 because that was too long ago. So I think it was 2021. He won that.
0: Right, because uh, you're right, because he got into the century, which was then century tournament of champions without winning because that was the first year they allowed um, players who made it to East Lake in, and then he won it. So he he has a good history here. And the reason for that, as we outlined on Monday, and as they outlined in depth on the broadcast today, uh, putting is very important here. Putting becomes, um, well, it becomes a putting contest on a golf course like this with the fairway. So wide, the green, so big, you got it, and the amount of birdies that you have to make. And that's the best part of Harris English's game. And it it really shined today. So you see, uh, he gains 4.7 strokes leading the field on the Greens alone just today. Uh, and and really was about even on the Greens heading into the day. And all of a sudden, he's vaulted up into second for the week in strokes game putting. So, really good day uh, that fits Harris English's DNA. Started on the back nine today, which was interesting. And quite frankly, missed a couple of really good looks on on seven and eight, um, which, which would have helped him, I think, get a, even a little bit closer.
1: The 64 moves him up 26 spots. He's in a tie for sixth. He is three shots off the lead with 18 to go. The second best round of the day. Xander Shoffley's 65 vaulting, him up 17 spots into a tie for third. And stop me. If you've heard this before, Greg, because uh, Xander Shoffley loves this place. He has played so well at the plantation course. He had that weird, just kind of one-off injury that, that uh, forced him to WD at this event last year. But outside of that, he's been splendid.
0: Uh, absolutely splendid. Uh, I played him in one and done last year and was disappointed I went back to the well this year. Yes. Um, and had some debate about it because I didn't, I, you know, it left a sour taste in my mouth, but said that, look, that was a one off last year. This guy belongs near the top of this leaderboard. He always finds himself there. And again, like Harris English, he's a great putter. And this is the cool thing, Rick. And for you and I and anybody else who played Xander and won and done this week. Something that's re- that you're really optimistic about is well, he hasn't had his best putting day yet. Today was the best of the week for him so far, but he can fill it up on the greens. But today he did it a lot with the ball striking. He gave himself a ton of opportunities and, quite, and, and left a few out there. Uh, but when he got on the back nine in that really scorable stretch with a lot of wedge opportunities, uh, he, he took advantage and filled up the birdies right when he needed to.
1: I'm glad you brought up the one and done 15% of the first cut one and done used Xander Shawfley. That's the second most popular golfer that includes producer Josh. It includes you, Greg. It includes yours truly in myself. And this is just so sweet. Apparently, it's who Mark wanted to pick, yet he did not enter the selection into RunYourPoll.com, thus making it not a valid selection, which is only right after the one-and-done debacle at last year's century that gave him $3.5 right out of the gate.
0: Yeah, this is what we call payback.
1: And As Taylor should say, cool. that is karma. <laughs> loving it.
0: Oh yeah. Taylor's got a couple lines. Revenge. Doesn't you have a yeah. revenge song?
1: Let's go. Every yeah. every T-Swift album, yeah. this scenario right now.
0: Right. Look what you made me do. <laughs> All right. That's enough on Taylor Swift. I'm fired up about Xander. I love what he's been doing so far this week, especially with the, the wedges. He's driving the ball great too, which not necessarily a huge deal. Not the way to make a bunch of birdies, but I, I trust that Xander can go out there and put something else in the mid sixties tomorrow on the board.
1: Yeah. So those were the two best rounds: sixty-four from Harris English, sixty-five from Xander Shoffley, three uh, sixty-sixes. But two of them are from guys that we're going to talk about in the next section here. Let's talk about. <sighs> you got any? You got any interest on who you want to talk about?
0: you're going to 66s uh, uh,
1: and not the top of the leaderboard? Yeah, I was saving those guys for the next block. JT Poston, I don't really need to talk about. Yeah. I, we can probably talk about Jordan Spieth on the other side.
0: Who is the other?
1: It Who was and is- Kirk, and Akshay are the 366s. Yeah.
0: Um, well... I mean they're obviously both interesting given that they're in the final group tomorrow
1: so so we'll we'll save that for the for after the play how about this i I like this comment how about ludwig 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 is not dead last ludwig 69 70 77 that was the worst single round of his career um uh i don't like any what what is the level of concern
0: (laughs) it it's none zero it's zero it's zero. He struggled on the greens today. He struggled on the greens all week. Um, I think Ludwig is a phenomenal player, but also very young still. And if you're not on your game in windy conditions like this, you could shoot a big number. We haven't seen Ludwig do this before. So I, I'm giving him a free pass here. But it's a bad round a very unexpected. I mean, he's the kind of guy... When I look at his game, I don't expect a very big differential in scores he shoots. The the thing that makes the differential between high and low scores big is that he can shoot 61. Um, Not that he shoots 77. But now in this young career, we've seen everything between, you know, we've seen 77 and 61. That's a huge differential. So I think this is an aberration uh, and I give him a complete pass.
1: While we're doing the negative Nancy stuff, let's do Victor Hovland, who made the turn in four under 32, which by my quick mental math, moved him to 18 under par. So he made the turn at 18 under par and the back nine played about two strokes under par. So if he plays it to the average, you're thinking Victor Hovland's probably going to get in at 20, 21 under. He is going to be in the mix. He makes a bogey on 13. He makes a triple on 14. 14 which includes a bladed bunker shot into the nastiness can't find his ball has to take a drop and it obviously uh stunted the round for victor and uh barring some level of miracle has has played himself out of this over a two-hole stretch
0: yes now uh doesn't take advantage of 10, 11, 12, hits a bad drive on 13. Again, this is the scoring zone where you see a lot of guys just run together four birdies in a row, five. Even we show, we saw uh, Thigala on Thursday put six together in a row in this stretch. So this is the scorable stretch of the golf course, and he hits a loose tee shot at 13, has to pitch out, makes a bogey. All right, well, let's give him a pass there. If you go to 14, it's drivable. He drives it up into the greenside bunker and walks away with seven and then doesn't convert on the par five 15th. Doesn't make uh, birdie there. I mean, you lost five shots to the field on that stretch. That's extremely disappointing. And, and it does feel like it's really one shot, a bunker shot that's bladed over the green but what comes into my head is this is the area that he cleaned up so well last year and has separated from his short game coach that helped him get there. And now you see this and it probably an aberration, but makes you wonder
1: separated under, under the cloud of, I don't want to talk about it and I'm not going to give you any details.
0: Right? So (laughs) Look, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure we ever will, but it's very strange and he, maybe the principles he learned I mean, what we've seen so far this week is not disastrous, but if he gets a little off track gets a little lost, who does he turn to that can apply these same principles?
1: It will be interesting to track uh, because that was such a huge story last year. And now it gets kind of flipped 180. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if, uh, hey, if, if Victor goes out and has another great short game year, you'll, you probably won't hear any more about it. If you continue to skull balls, balls out of uh, Greenside Bunkers, it will come up more, more and more frequently. Yes. Um, let's continue this conversation with some more positive rounds on Saturday. We'll talk about the top of the leaderboard and the guys who have the best chance to win on Sunday. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. And we're back. The overnight leader, Scotty Scheffler, the guy who was plus 125 to win this golf tournament just 24 hours ago, shot a 71, which lost him about half a stroke to the field. And Greg, this was, uh, by far the worst round of the week for Scotty. He really struggled with the putter. He struggled around the greens and th- the, he was in a group. We were talking about this before he we went hot that had zero momentum. Those were guys were just sleepwalking through this round. And now Scotty drops to 18 under par actually he doesn't drop to 18 under par. He gets, he gets past here. He's three shots off the lead.
0: You know, um, it's, it's very it's interesting to me I, i'm wondering if there's something here but last year there are a couple of saturday rounds that stick out to me um i think it was his weakest round of uh, statistically interesting of the four um the one that really jumps out to me is the pga championship at oak hill i believe he shot 73 in that round and kind of
1: yes that was the rainy day right
0: yep yep, yep. and it just was a a sloppy round. Uh, and, and we saw that today. Now, the good news is he didn't miss any two footers today. Um, but the bad news is he missed a three footer today uh, at, at number seven. So, again, that's the thing that I'm really watching for with Scotty. And especially when he doesn't have his best uh, T to Green performance, like he, he wasn't all that sharp today, T to Green. Now, all of a sudden, it puts a lot more pressure on on the greens and when you miss a three footer and you three putt on 18 the way he did today i mean right there you have 69 if you make a putt from three feet three inches at number seven and you two putt on number 18 you shoot 69 and you're at 20 under you're one off the lead oh this this is fine no issue it may still be no issue but I mean, you, you just start to do some math and Akshay um, goes out and shoots four under tomorrow. Now, I mean, you got to go shoot seven under now, right? It just adds unnecessary pressure. Instead of going shot for shot with a guy, now you got to go beat him by four or more um, and and don't. I mean, that doesn't even bring up everybody that's between he and the lead. So it it made winning tomorrow a lot harder on Scotty.
1: The three jacks on 18 uh, obviously keeps him out of, could have gotten into the final group. He could have gotten into the second to last group. uh, Three jacks in a par now not going to make dinner taste so good. Um, Astute observation. I looked it up, Greg. So round one scoring average last year. First for Scotty Shuffler round two, second round four, second that pesky round three 36th.
0: Yeah. Oh, just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good, but they're just, you know, it, it, there are a couple rounds rounds uh, on Saturdays that probably cost him a couple tournaments, you know, and if that's improved, there's no way he ends last year with, with only two
1: wins. A bogey free 67, which is six under par for Jordan Spieth, in which he gained over two strokes with the putter, uh, a round that he was positive in all four strokes gained categories. For a Jordan Spieth round, it was pretty quiet. He did not make two birdies in a row. Obviously, as mentioned, there was not a bogey anywhere. He just kind of did his business, took care of most of the par fives, and is now going to be two shots back at a golf course he's had a lot of success at. Uh,
0: I love where Jordan Spieth is tomorrow. I know we're going to look at the odds boards. I liked where Jordan was yesterday, and it's even better now. Uh, I, I think he's the guy. I think he's the guy for tomorrow. We I mean, you look at what was, again, talked about so much on the broadcast today, how important it is to putt well here uh, and and how often the winners lead in strokes game putting or are top three in strokes game putting for the week. Jordan's at number four. He's fourth right now uh, on the week and did a lot of his work today, even though he's gained strokes putting every day so far this week uh but he also looks very much in control of his golf swing it 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 doesn't look like he's um you know leaning a lot it looks like the ball is coming off the face where he's expecting it to and i think that's a really good sign heading into tomorrow there this is a complete game where you know all the areas seem like they're capable of having a great day tomorrow and um especially on the greens except maybe some three footers he missed one again today yeah but it, it, cleaning that up I think Jordan has a great shot tomorrow
1: I could be convinced that he's the guy but I'd like to see I'd like to see the number I would be very terrified if he standing over a three and a half footer on 15 or something like that uh on Sunday with, with tied for the lead but I guess we'll deal with that when when it comes uh the two at the top. Akshay Batia shot a seven under 66. That was bogey free highlighted by three consecutive birdies on five, six, and seven. The other thing that has been pointed out uh, on the broadcast throughout is he is a number one in the field in strokes gained putting. He is gaining five and a half strokes to the field. What I love about this, Greg is he took all the putting cheat codes and he added them up. He put them together and that is what he is using. So, Correct me if I'm, if I've missed any, he's got the jailbird. That's a cheat code in itself. He's got the broomstick, the long putter on that broomstick. He's got the split grip and he's using the claw lower hand. He, he has gone like whatever anyone has ever told him to try. He has put it all into one package. <laughs> that's
0: what, that's pretty good. Rick, you're, <laughs> you're right. Um, everything. Everything. Well, uh, I mean, this worked for, the claw worked for Morikawa, the jailbird worked for Keegan Bradley, the long putter worked for Lucas Glover. I'll do all of them. I'll do all of
1: that. And it's worked. No. So, what, really, what you're saying is, Akshay is cheating. <laughs> uh, basically, it looks that way. As as Josh points out in the chat, he was 183rd out of 193 qualified putters last year. So now, yes. after he said, "I played, I played with Lucas. I saw what he was doing. I played with Adam Scott. I kind of saw what he was doing." And this is much easier uh, for him to, especially uh, distance control, for him to to get the get the ball started on the right line. And, and with the right weight.
0: You know, there's one thing about Akshay that he's shown throughout his entire career, which I really admire him for. Uh, he doesn't care what anybody else thinks. He can handle that. I mean, he when he went and turned professional and didn't go to college, he was, you know, criticized for that pretty heavily. A lot of people thought that was a mistake and he's very quickly proven... To us all that it wasn't, um, but the ability to say, Hey, I, I've had one full year on tour. I'm near the worst putter on the PGA tour. Why not? Why not try it? Why not try it now? Why do I have to wait and become this bad putter uh, when this is working? There's a clear blueprint that's working for all these guys who have struggled. So he does it and he's getting immediate results. I give him so much credit for it. Rick, there's one other thing about Akshay that I think is worth bringing up. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you consider this a tropical golf course?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Greg. I absolutely would consider this a tropical golf course.
0: And he is a tropical golf killer.
1: Yes, he is. I mean, I'm kicking myself. I'm looking
0: at him here. I'm saying it's tropical. Let's get tropical. I feel like I'm watching semi pro. Let's get tropical. Akshay Batia. How did I not mention him? How did I not put enough thought and attention into Akshay on Monday? It and it, I mean it's it's autoplay for me from here on out.
1: Tropical golf course. I'm playing Akshay. So I just I was looking this up just an hour ago. So even before. So this does not include this week. So whatever this result is going to be, will help this tropical golf situation. Five of his six career best finishes have come in the Bahamas, Puerto Rico, or Mexico. And nine of his top 15 finishes have come in those locations, plus Mayakoba, Bermuda, and Corales.
0: Okay. <laughs> there you go. And Corn Ferry Tour?
1: That's, yep. That's oh, in that's
0: in there, right? Yep. You mentioned Bahamas. Bahamas. Yep. So, uh, yeah, makes total
1: sense. Loves good- and he, he could do it tomorrow. Also worth noting. He's like three years younger than Ludwig is.
0: Yep. And he's been playing. Per- he's got two professional wins now. Uh, one on corn ferry one last year on the PGA tour It's a different kind of experience. You know, there's, um, He's seasoned and he's going to end up being one of these. You know, who's a good Kevin Nas, the first guy that comes to mind where you you look at their age. You're like, wait, wait, what are, what are you talking about? He's been out here forever. He's, the guy's got to be a hundred. Uh, he's going to be one of those players. Sergio Garcia is another example. They've been out there so long because they turn pro so young and you have an opportunity for an extremely, unbelievably
1: long career. January 31st, 2002. Akshay's birthday. So he's actually going to turn 21 here. uh, Or 22, excuse me, in a couple weeks. The number one song in the U.S. that day, You Got It Bad by Usher. Ah, the memories. The memories. Wow. Wow. The man they are all chasing. Chris Kirk. 67. 65. 66. Add it all up. That is 21 under par. It was a little bit of a slow start for Chris. He was one under through his first four holes. He remedied that by birdying five, six, seven, eight. He then got another streak at 12, 13, and 14 before notching one more birdie on 18. And now Chris Kirk will hold the lead or co-lead for the seventh time on the PGA Tour in his career. He has converted on three of his six previous fifty-four hole leads,
0: that's a pretty good record. Pretty good. Well, it's good to have seven 54 hole leads too, yes. or co-leads, right? He's got, that, he's
1: got like two, I think I saw. I don't have the. I don't have it up anymore, but I think he has two more on the Corn Fairy Tour, and I think he closed out both of those.
0: Yeah. So um, he can do it. Doesn't mean he will. Certainly capable. We talked about him yesterday, Rick. Um, I, I thought he hit the ball between he and Scotty and Morikawa yesterday, those three guys hit the ball the best. Um, And Chris Kirk today didn't hit the ball quite as well early. Now, that being said, those first four holes were the four most difficult holes on the golf course. So the slow start is understandable to, to a degree, but he really had to scramble around a little bit more and had to lean on the putter a little bit more. And when he needed to, it showed up and he hold a lot of 8 foot putts for par uh and and a couple for birdie there and ended up having his best putting day so far of the week
1: i find chris kirk very difficult to try to predict and try to handicap he so so he won the honda classic in february at the end of february since then he only had one more top 10, the rest of 2023. And it was a T 10 at the Texas open. That was in April. So it wasn't a particularly great finish to the year, but this is starting to be kind of the time of the year where he shows up, right? If you like the, the, the body, what are they like? The body cycles, that January, February,
0: he's a Q one golfer.
1: big Q one guy. Yeah. RSM big Q one guy. That's Chris Kirk.
0: Yeah. Uh, seems to be now he's played well at the Sony. Has he won the Sony?
1: I just had it up. He's no, he has finished second. Yeah. Uh, he finished second in 2014. He finished second in 2021. He finished third in 2023. He's got a, a fifth, a 10th. So he has not won it, but he's, but he's been close.
0: Yep. So, uh, maybe likes a little bit of off time to get himself ready to go for the season. Cause he's looking ready right now. He, he looks sharp. The wedge, the wedge game is great. Um, what he's got going on on the greens is looking great. Tomorrow is going to be a big-time birdie fest. I don't think we're going to see wins quite as high tomorrow, um, and they'll be in out of an opposite direction. I, I think he can handle it. I, I like what I saw in the greens out of him today. That was a real positive sign.
1: Two sickos have Chris Kirk in our one-and-done. Two sickos have Akshay in our one and done. 111 on Xander, seven on Jordan Spieth, zero on Benny Bennyon, uh, who is also in the mix as well. So there's there's a lot on the line. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what the betting odds are. I have I have intentionally not looked yet because I know the bigger names are lurking. The guys at the top are not necessarily prolific winners. Let's let's just see it, Josh. Let's let's get it. Okay, there you go. Chris Kirk, no surprise. He's the favorite, but it's plus 360. Xander Schauffele five to one. Jordan Spieth, six and a half. Scotty Scheffler, six and a half. And Akshay, who is one shot off the lead, nine to one. You can get anybody else uh, pretty significantly longer than that, but those are the big five, Greg. Um,
0: wow. A little surprising. A little surprising, but I get it. I totally get it. Scotty is the favorite if he's at 20 under.
1: Oh, Scotty's. Right? Yeah, for sure. And he, and he
0: should be. So I'm all for Chris Kirk being the favorite, but Akshay is underrated.
1: I would, I'm like very tempted to fire on Akshay. I, I, I think Kisner, Kevin Kisner, I think has been great by the way. He gets it, man. He's like, you know a lot of times you regress back to the mean on yeah. these putting days especially when that pressure is really ratcheted up on a sunday at the century in a signature event that is that is a very tough thing to think he's going to continue to putt as well as he is
0: but at the same time when when guys go to something new yeah, I know. It, they it, this thing happens, Rick. It's it's like a toddler with a blankie. They think that it's a superpower. They think it's gonna protect them from bad guys. It makes you feel better.
1: And and I lo- and like everything else, I love. Like I love his attitude. I he's got all the firepower in the world. He might shoot a sixty-two or an eighty-two, which I don't care about. Like I love everything else. I'm just similar to Jordan Spieth. I'm worried about that stroke holding up under immense pressure late in the round.
0: Yeah, I, I I get it. I I think he's in a really good, positive place with it. So I, I like Akshay. And I, I again, I didn't think Akshay is the guy. To, I see this board and I'm like, the disrespect. I know. You know, I just feel like that's a disrespectful number and it's worth putting a sprinkle on. Jordan Spieth, like I said earlier, I, I think is my guy here. And I'm rooting for Xander for one and done stuff. I just don't, I don't think it's a great number on Xander.
1: No. So, per, okay. So personally I have a pre-tournament Scotty at actually a worse number than this, which I guess I could have just waited till Saturday night and got a better, gotten a better number on, on Scotty. If I wanted it, um, the speed, so speed and Scotty having the same odds, but speed being one shot clear is indicative of what, Kind of Vegas thinks of Scotty versus versus Spieth here, right? I I also think it is Spieth is the wager. Um, played much better on Saturday. Even at his worst, he can kind of get freaky out here. I don't think he's played his best golf yet. I and and he's like when Jordan is out of it, he's going to continue to be out of it. When he's in it, he's going to continue to be in it which yes. is, you know, he's got that, he's got that nose for the end zone. He's got whatever you want to call it. he He's, he's got that juice that flows through him on Sundays So I think, I think the bet on Saturday night is speed.
0: I, I think so too. And I'm going to throw Akshay in there because the numbers disrespectful.
1: No, I agree. I agree that if you are, if you are one shot off the lead uh, and the leader is Chris Kirk, no offense, Chris Kirk, and the guys that are chasing you, the biggest names are, you know, couple shots back and you just want, I mean, he won like nine starts ago. I know that it was yeah, an opposite field event. I understand that, but I I agree. That number is very disrespectful. So
0: Akshay, I'll put Xander Spieth and Benny on are in this mix too, where those guys, the the guys that are in the top five right now can play. They can beat Chris Kirk, even if Chris Kirk plays great. right? Um, when you start going down below that into the Jason Days and the Scotty Schefflers, a, a really good round from Chris Kirk can just kind of mathematically eliminate you at some point. Uh, but I'm not sure that's the case. The, the guys in the top five are closer to going kind of shot for shot, which is a good place to be. So I think that three putt for Scotty was huge on 18. Um, But anyway, that's a different story. So I I like Jordan and I like Akshay in that mix based on these numbers.
1: Uh, Quick update from the Tuesday mega preview pod. Uh, I have Eric Cole over Cam Davis. I cannot imagine that is remotely close. Eric Cole is 14 under Cam Davis is three under. I think I'm good there. Uh Brendan, we have Brendan Todd top oh. We have Patrick Cantley, top 10. We have Xander top 10. All of those very live. Tony Finau over Cam Young for Patrick, which uh I saw Cam Young was not in a particularly great spot today. 13 under for Now Young is 10 under, and then our, our best bets. Fitzpatrick top G B and I. I think that is. I got a good round from Hatton today. Okay, I did. So, I think that's leading. Colin to finish inside the top 10 for Kyle. That's live. And Patrick's positively. Po- wow, we might get off to a pretty darn good start here yeah. in January.
0: It's tight. They're all very live. They're
1: all very live. Boy,
0: Brendan Todd was looking like a lock there yesterday. Yep. And it's tight. <laughs> it's that still was, one shot.
1: That Friday night, <laughs> gravity. <laughs> you, <baby>. didn't,
0: <laughs> you didn't do the victory lap. Thank God.
1: Immel, Immelman gravity. <laughs>
0: He's still going to do it. He's going to play great tomorrow.
1: Oh boy. All right. Uh, We'll be back Sunday night as the final putt drops uh, or, you know, just shortly after to break down uh, the winner of the century and look forward to the Sony open as well. Big thanks to producer Josh. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme is available online at the real GFD. And you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.